Welcome to the T2 Hubcast. Join Martin, Dave, Spencer and guests as they discuss all things personal and professional development. The T2 Hubcast, brought to you by the People Performance People. So welcome to another T2 Hubcast. It's me, Martin Johnson. And me, Spencer Locker. And here we are. We're back. We've been on the road for a few days, haven't we, Spence? Yeah, yeah. Been to um, Hereford. Well, no, yeah, it was Hereford, Hereford, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Been to Hereford, uh, doing some work down there with a public service organisation. Wonderful people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was quite an enlightening couple of days. Uh, it's January 2020. Um, we've got a lot on our agenda this year. And we've been doing quite a lot of research on a lot of stuff. But one of the things that we're really focusing on at the minute and that we're really bringing into our clients, which we're going to focus on for this podcast, Spence, is trust-based leadership. Yes. And um, the reason I mentioned our recent trip to Hereford is because we we sort of uh, conducted an hour, an hour and a half session workshop, freestyle, no slides, no prep. It was flip chart and it was open forum debate on trust-based leadership. Mm. And um, it, it was a fascinating hour and a half. And I think there's there's a real opportunity to drive this into other organizations because after all, and I'll bring you in in a second, Spence, yeah. my view is um, success in teams and collaboration in teams is fundamentally built on the foundation of trust. Yes, I, I, I do agree with you there. I mean, um, not not going off topic or anything like that, but when I do my resilience bit, we start talking about resilience trust um, features in there, trusting yourself and trusting others. And one of the things I do talk about is your relationships. Do you have any friends that you don't trust? Close friends, you mean? Well, yeah, proper friends, real friends. Yeah, I reckon you have people you regard as friends that you always, that you can't trust all the time, yes. But as we'll come to in the equation, Mm. you know, there's an ingredient missing there. Yeah. But no, when you come to your circle, your mm. your good true friends, yeah, true friends, you yeah. trust them all. Yeah, yeah, you do. There's nobody yeah. nobody gets in there if you don't trust them. Um, for me, outside that circle, are associates. Yeah. I, don't have, I don't have I don't have levels of friendship. Are the friends or not? It's quite binary. Well, well <laughs> do you know what? Everybody's different. I quite like it. Mm. I have three circles, as you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I wrote about it in the book. Yeah, the three circles of influence. You know, I think you have your inner circle, mm. which is you know your trust, most trusted and close loved ones and friends, and then you have your outer circle or yeah. your, your, your your secondary circle, which actually has a lot of friend and loved ones still in that, but there's just some ingredients missing with them. Right. And then you have your casual acquaintances and your yeah. colleagues outside of that. So I have three, you're but right. I get I get what you mean. What The point you're making is if you think about the people in your life who influence you the most, who have the biggest impact on your life, who you yeah. it, trust is at the center of that mm, relationship, yeah, whether, it's, so, yeah. whether it's in the workplace, friends or family, mm. Trust is it, it, everything is built on trust. Certainly, yeah. So, so we've been talking about this a lot, and and the reason why I think it's important, Spence, is because trust based leadership or the term trust based leadership has been around for a while. But I think as we transition into twenty twenty and, and 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 moving forward with the with the four main generations we find in the workplace at the minute, uh, with the way the world is is changing, um, the way the workplace is changing, I think there's a shift in leadership from what I call sort of um, vertical leadership, which mm. is the traditional model of you have a leader yeah. and then you have a, a line down to a follower. 
These are the hierarchical structures in organizations. I call that, you know, vertical leadership, really. You have the leader and the follower underneath or the followers underneath, and that sort of moves down the chain of command. Whereas I think organizations and cultures are, are, are slightly shifting to more horizontal leadership. So you have both leader and colleague on the same line and, and an arrow in between. And if you're going to have that dynamic and you're going to shift to that dynamic to drive productive environments, then trust is the only thing that will take it from horizontal to, sorry, from vertical to horizontal. Mm. So I think there is a shift. And, and what we've done, Spence, haven't we? And I'll just introduce it now and then we can just debate it is we've, we've looked, we've asked people questions. We've looked at our data. You know, we do a lot of testing. Uh, we we do a lot of sessions where we're assessing the disconnect or connect between team members and their leaders. And what our research shows is that there is a trust-based leadership equation. And the trust-based leadership equation is very simple to understand. And I want listeners listening to this, Spence, to very quickly think about their relationships with their people in their teams. Yeah. And if they have all of these ingredients with, with them. And therefore, have a trust-based relationship. Yeah. So the trust-based relationship, if you take trustworthiness as a word, it is trustworthiness equals credibility yeah. plus reliability mm. plus rapport. Okay, yeah, yeah. Let me just say that again. Yeah. The trustworthiness equation or the trust-based leadership equation is trustworthiness equals credibility plus reliability plus rapport. And and that is a really simple way to understand it. Credibility is how credible are you? Yeah. How good are you at your job? Do I look at you and admire what you do? Do you have the skill set, the experience, the gravitas, mm. the exec presence, all of yeah. that? Do I find you credible in what you do? Mm. If so, the, that that contributes massively to trust. Yeah. Do I find you reliable? Can I count upon you when I need you most to do what you say you will do? Yeah. Right? Are you reliable? Are you loyal in my moment of need? Mm. Right? Or do you let me down time and time again? And and the final part is plus rapport. Do we have a high degree of personal rapport, interpersonal rapport? It's not just professional relationship. Mm. It's not just a we don't just talk about work or we see each other. We go out of our way to understand each other as human beings and build a level of rapport. Do I like you? Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And when those three things are 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 in play to a high degree. It is the foundation for trust. Hmm. What's your what's your initial thoughts on that, Spence? And out of the equation, which do you think is the most impactful or detrimental on trust? Uh, I think, to be honest with you, all three of them have got that the, the potential to undermine trust. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, that's why it's the trust base. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. why it's in the equation. I don't think there's anyone that's more or less because I think that. Um, it's all earned, isn't it? It's all earned. It's not something that you can play at. It's not something that can be sort of, yeah, I'll do this. I will do this with a mind to achieving my aim or whatever, but we'll talk about that in a bit. The thing I'm thinking about is when you start coming out with credibility, reliability, and rapport, I start thinking about people I know. Yeah. We remember, do you remember we were talking, uh, we were, we worked with a company, oh, crack, probably going back to when I first started, and there was that, um, CEO, I would say it was a, a medium-sized, I can't remember the name of the company now. Oh, slap my wrist. Well, you shouldn't mean, we won't say the company <laughs> no, anyway, no, so no. just leave but it out of that. Was, but it was a medium-sized engineering, uh, no, production company. 
And and the guy was was I can't remember whether he was an MD or a CEO. But the thing was, every morning when he came into work, the first thing he did was made himself a cup of coffee and then went down the shop floor. And he was checking in with his people. It wasn't a huge thing, and he didn't do all the people every day, but he was the guy who was wandering around going, I heard your missus was bad. Is she all right now? Or is there anything? It was always, it was on that personal level. It wasn't a, yes, he had to put effort into it to do it, because obviously he's a very busy man with a lot of responsibilities, but he always made time for his people. Yeah, and his people made time for him, and 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 that's it. And and you know, you could argue that you look at that trustworthiness equation: credibility plus reliability plus rapport. Hmm. Rapport is a great foundation to build the other two from. Yeah. But how many times as we'll come to now? So hmm. we'll sort of dissect it. How many times as you see, have you seen leaders who have got that high degree of rapport because hmm. they make the coffee and go down onto the shop floor? Yeah. People like them, hmm. but no matter how much rapport they've got, they just ain't credible in what they do. Yeah. Or they're not reliable mm. because they talk the talk, but yeah. when it comes to walking the walk, they let their people down time and time again. Yeah. And this is why the trust-based leadership equation is incredibly important. Yeah. In isolation, these things are great, but if you take one of the three out of them, then it means that it, 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 it sabotages your level of mm. trust. Yeah, yeah. It really does. Mm. Well, let's explore that now. So let's look at let's look at that equation. Mm. So trustworthiness is credibility plus reliability plus rapport, mm. right? There is another element of the equation, which yeah. we talk about. So if you have a line of that equation underneath, there's an extra added ingredient, which is the motivations in the actions and decisions of the leader. And what we mean by this is, as well as having credibility, reliability, and rapport, people are constantly scrutinizing your intentions and motivations behind your decisions and actions. And there's and, and there's only sort of three motivations behind every action and decision. Yeah. It's either I win, so I'm, I'm a leader. I'm going to make this decision because I win. I tick a box and I gain from it. And the organization does, even if you don't. There's you win. So actually, I want to be that leader who makes decisions and actions so you gain, even if I don't or the organization don't. Or there's the middle ground, which says we win. So great leaders are the ones who have credibility, reliability, and rapport with their people. But it's underpinned by every decision and action is a we-win motivation. Yeah, I want the organization to benefit and for me to be successful, but I want you to be fulfilled and successful as well. And it's not easy to find that balance with every decision and action. But where you can do it more often than not, it will absolutely supercharge trust. Yes. Yeah, very much so. And, and, and so that's the added, added ingredient. But let's let's look at the different equations then. So credibility, reliability, and trust. What happens, Spence, when yeah. you have a leader mm. who you have a high level of rapport with, tick, yeah. yeah, you know, you like them, they make an effort with you, you know them personally, yeah. they are reliable. So if you ask them to do anything, they will do it, and they're usually there for you, tick, but they're not credible. Mm. Cross. So, so you know what I mean. That they're, they're you like them. They're reliable. You like working for them. Got a relationship. But actually, do you look at them as a leader and go, "You're great at your job"? No, you don't. No. Do you question their credibility? Yes, you do. Is that because maybe they've never done the job before? Maybe. Is it because they've come from a different industry? Maybe. Is it because they've made crucial mistakes time and time again? Maybe. So what happens in Spence? Let me give, what do you have if you have a leader where you've got two elements of this equation? They're reliable and you have rapport with them, but they're not credible. That's, 
a friend. Yeah, it's a friend. Uh, I, I mean, if I can just take you back to your um, your navy days. Mm. Um, I tell you what, we found in. Uh, I don't know what it, whether it's the same in the navy, um, but I tell you what, I found in the in the RAF is we had people who got promoted on the back of the secondary duties. Yeah, because they were good sportsmen. Yeah, because they. But the thing was, because they were good sportsmen, they spent an awful lot of time not doing their primary role. Where's the chief? Oh, he's away playing rugby. Oh, where's the where's the where's the um, the sergeant? Oh, he's he's uh, on a football tour or whatever. Or he's or, or <clears throat> maybe he's done something for scouts or something like that. But the thing is, he's got his promotion on the back, not necessarily on the back of him being a really good tradesperson. Yeah, really good at his job. And we see this in the workplace <clears throat> as well. So, yeah. um, social excellence in the workplace is really important. We know that stakeholder management is the way people rise in organisations. So a lot of people get promoted because they've got the right stakeholders, the right level of relationships with the right stakeholders. And what happens is if you're not overly credible in the job, then when you inherit the team or you get promoted into the leadership position, Mm. your credibility is instantly questioned. Yeah, yeah. Right? And that then, like you say, you like the person, you've got Mm. good rapport, they are reliable, but you question their credibility and therefore you have a friend. You see yeah. your boss as a friend. Yeah. And and although there's still an element of trust there in this situation, the trust isn't uh, at the level it should be because, quite frankly, mm. you don't trust them to do a job or to advise you on how to do a job or yeah. to problem solve or to fight for you in a certain situation. Mm. And that then diminishes trust. Yeah. So the first scenario we're discussing here, Spence, mm. is that trustworthiness equation. Mm. If you have reliability and rapport, but no credibility, you have a friend. Yes. Yeah, and we yeah. all know bosses like that. Yeah. And if you're listening to this and you think you might be in that bracket, <laughs> right, then can, can you bridge the credibility <clears throat> gap? Of course you can. Yeah. You can You can upskill yourself. You can gain more knowledge. You can be quite humble in the beginning of, you know, that you, you know, you, you've got gaps mm. to bridge. Um, but yes, you can bridge it over time without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah but you will always be seen upon as a, as a friend if you've got good rapport and reliability with no credibility. Yeah. Okay, so second equation then. Let's say the leader has credibility. So they are deemed good at what they do, yeah. their, their, their sphere of expertise. They have good executive presence, and people look at them and go, yeah, you're credible. Yeah. Um, you have good rapport, so I like you as well. Yeah. And we have personal understanding, and you take time to get to know me. But you're not reliable. So it's the boss who go, you go, you are credible and I want your help. Mm. And I do like you. And when we spend time together, it's quality time, but you let me down time and time again, yeah. or I can never get hold of you. Or yeah. you say you're going to do something and never follow through on it. Yeah. Or you push that meeting time and time again, which is important to me, but obviously, obviously not. not to you. <laughs> what do you yeah. have there, Spence? Well, it's a letdown, isn't it? They're letting you down time and time again. So you see them as a letdown. Yeah. And that yeah. word, I think, is powerful. Yes. Yeah. If you're a boss and you're seen as a letdown. Yeah. How many times, how many times, think back to the people that have influenced your life. How many times where have somebody met you head to head, chimp off, you being the, the, the unconscious motivators that you've got, and somebody will come in and say, you're crap, you're doing this, you're not doing that, blah, 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 blah. And you just rise up and you meet them head on, don't you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But then how many people have come around and said, you know what? I'm disappointed in you. 
they've let me down. <laughs> that hits you there, yeah. doesn't it? It I, really does hit you there. I say it's my kids. <laughs> I, 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 can, I can be stern with my kids and discipline all I want. I only have to say to my daughters, you know what? You've really let me down and I can see it in their face, yeah. right? It's a human thing. And you said you mentioned something, Spence, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna maybe play devil's advocate on it. You said I think each element of this equation, credibility, reliability, and rapport, mm-hmm. are equally as important. I would go as far as saying that I think the reliability element is the most detrimental to trust. They all sabotage trust if you don't have one in in, in a certain way. Mm. But I think reliability is the most impactful because, as you know, somebody lets you down once, it's hard to get it back. Yeah, twice. Three times, it's impossible. Yeah, that's true, yeah. yeah. It's very difficult. Now, mm. you can regain trust, and but there's a certain way to do it. Mm. Reliability is hugely damaging, yeah. uh, I think, on it. So you become a letdown. Yeah. So so credibility and rapport, it's great. We find you credible. Mm. I, I, I want your advice. I want your help. Mm. I like you. We have an interpersonal relationship. When we get yeah. the time together, it's good. But quite frankly, you let me down too often. Mm. And that, then you, as a leader, you become the letdown. Yeah. Yeah. So moving it on, what happens then when we have a leader who has credibility, good at the job, yeah. good presence, I admire you, reliability, I can absolutely rely on you as well, Yeah. but no rapport or low levels of personal rapport. Mm. What do you have then? You've got that sort of dictatorial boss, haven't you? Yeah. And even if it's not dictatorial, you see the relationship as a boss. Well, he's a yeah, strictly well, um, professional relationship. Yeah, so, so I mean, it's transactional, really. Yeah, rather transactional. Than dictatorial, yeah, dictatorial, wrong way. Transactional. You work, you work for me. I give, tell you what to do. I pay you at the end of the month. And yeah, and and even if it's not that in style, I think that the what we're trying to say here is it's a professional relationship. Yeah. There's no so even if you're an amiable boss and I find you credible and reliable, but you don't make an effort to build rapport with me. Mm. It's a transactional relationship. Yeah. We see each other at work. I work for you. I've got a job to deliver for you. Mm. And actually you are credible and reliable. So when I need you, you're there. Yeah. But I never feel like you know, we've got that personal understanding and rapport. Mm. I don't feel like we've got any form of of high level of relationship. Yeah. So you you are you have that boss colleague that boss you know yeah. relationship or manager relationship. Now this isn't bad. Mm. Some people out there listening to this might be saying on that trust based relationship uh, trust based equation, Martin. I actually quite like being credible and reliable and having low levels of rapport. I like to keep my people at arm's length. Yeah. But let me tell you something. Let me challenge that for a second. If you don't have high levels of rapport with your people, it absolutely sabotages sabotages trust. Yeah. Because you don't open up as much, as much, you're not as transparent with mistakes. You f- you slightly fear reprimand uh, than you would if you had high levels of rapport, yeah. right? You don't. So so the actual collaboration suffers if you don't have high levels of rapport. Yeah. It's, there'll still be an element of trust there from a credibility and reliability perspective, yeah. but I think it's people's duty to get close to their people mm. and cement that trust yeah. with a great solid foundation. Mm. I think. Um, you, you can knot it all together. Even going back to that credibility thing, you've got to, your rapport has got to be credible. So I know people who have rapport with their people, but they know they don't really mean it, and their people know they don't really mean it. And, yeah. and there's a lack of there's a disconnect there because these managers will turn around, they'll they'll have a bit of banter with their guy, and their guy will have a bit of banter with them, and then the guy goes gets in his van and goes and does what he wants to do, and then this. 
leader, manager, call it what you will, turn around and say, yeah, he's a bit of a blah, 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 whatever. He's going to let me down. This is the thing about these people is you've got to expect your guys to let you down and you think to yourself, well, that's not that's not very Yeah, you, you, you do. You, yeah. you need, I think, if you just go over them three, credibility, reliability and rapport, you need them all. And we've give you three examples there yeah. if there's one ingredient missing it yeah. means it means you view the leader or the the leader is viewed vastly different yes if you take out the credibility you've just got a friend because yeah. you know you've got yeah. rapport arrived if you take out the reliability yeah you've got a letdown yeah and if you take out the rapport you've got a boss you've just got a boss now yeah. out the three i'd rather have that one because at least yeah. there's an element of productivity yeah. there yeah i i understand we have a transactional relationship but I find you credible and reliable. Yeah. But it still doesn't mean you've got a full trust-based relationship. No, 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 not at all. So if you have credibility, reliability, and rapport, then you have a great leader. Yeah, you have a yeah. great leader with a level of trust with your people. Yes. And if you underpin that, to our point earlier, mm. where your motivations and actions are always trying to drive towards a we-win outcome, mm. that's what people – because people will see that. If people see you fighting for them mm. and – and carrying out decisions and actions which is in, within their best interest. Yeah. But while still fighting for the organization and doing your duties and delivering yeah. performance, that's where maximum trust can be achieved. Certainly, I think it's essential. You can't forget that motivational piece. No. That motivation. Because what happens, be, Spence, when it's yeah. the leader who tries to uh, get the wins for their people at all costs, but yeah. they don't do the same upwards, that actually sacrifices trust. Mm. Yeah. Because it's like, well, hang on a second. We're, we, you know, you need, you've got a duty. We need to perform and deliver for the business. Mm. It's not all about us being happy, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So the people who get find the middle ground are the key. Let me bring something into the equation as well, Spence. That I wanted to discuss on this because people asked in that, in the workshop we delivered the other day. Yeah. Can trust, um, can trust be regained once it's broken? And that's the biggest question we get because it's like, you know, have you? The problem some people have, as we know with certain motivators, is yeah. once somebody crosses them once, yeah. they've blacklisted them forever. Yeah. And that's not right, right? <laughs> but it is it's a it's a really, really tough thing. Now I've I've got a theory on this, but I want to ask you yours. Between two people, mm. once trust is broken, yeah, through rapport, reliability, credibility, whatever, can it be regained? Um I, I you're fully, asking, can it fully be regained? Fully, you're asking me yeah. for a binary answer, and I'm a nine. Come yeah. on, can it be for fully me, regained? For me, possibly not fully. Right, possibly not fully. It, it may be regained, but this is the rapport and the reliability and the credibility all again, because um, they'll lose credibility. In my eyes, they would lose if somebody if somebody um, broke a trust, then they'd lose credibility, they'd lose reliability, and and I would lose would, rapport as well. It, exactly. So but, they're intrinsically yeah, linked, yes, right? I believe so. Yeah. And if you don't already, so let's go back to that analogy. If you don't already have a high level of rapport, let's mm, say, and yeah. trust is broken, mm. then that also impacts your ability to bounce back and trust that person. Yeah. At least if you've got a high level, if your best friend who has yeah. not crossed you in twenty years mm. made a mistake right, and jeopardized your trust once, you wouldn't throw 20 years away based no, on, on a one-off no. occasion. So rapport matters. But it all does all it does all matter of what that mistake is. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it, it does. But what I'm saying is you have a fighting chance of, yeah. of regaining trust with that person than yes. you would the, the boss who you see as a professional relationship Certainly. on the shop floor. Certainly. 
I, I sort of agree with you, but here's my view. And when I've put this to the test, mm. it really gets people thinking. Here's yeah. what I think. When when trust is broken between a leader and a and a member of the team, yeah. Um, I I don't think you can regain trust once it's lost. Because I think the association with that particular event or incident is too mm. strong. We talk about the human brain mm. and anchors in psychology. Yeah, yeah. We we it's like fears. When mm. we fear something, when we get trapped in a lift mm. once in our life, we panic. We finally get out of the lift, but we have an association with then lifts are bad. Right. So yeah. every time you come to get in the lift, you fear yeah. it again. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, so the that's power of so love. It is. Sure? Yeah. The, it, the power of association. Yeah. When somebody crosses you yeah. or wrongs you or or you know or you know you lose trust with them, mm. you form a really strong association in your brain with that person not being um, able to be trusted. Uh, yeah, that event. Yeah. So I don't think you can regain it trust once it's lost because association is too strong. But mm. I think you can earn it back but it has to be in a completely new opportunity away from the association. Let, right, okay. let me give you an yeah. example. Let me give yeah. you an example. So if 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 you borrow money from somebody, right, and you fail to pay that debt back on time, yeah, you will not regain their trust mm. by paying it at a later point. No. And st stay with me on this. Mm. You won't regain their trust by going, okay, now I'll pay you four months later because you still broke their trust because you didn't pay it in the first yeah. place. However, you may reestablish trust with them by lending them money when they need it in the future. Yeah. So, and that's, that's a personal example. Mm. What I think people do is they make the mistake that once trust is broken because of an incident or an event, they try to regain it by focusing on the same thing, by proving that in the, you know, mm. and the association is still, is too strong. It's too strong. Mm. So what I want leaders to think about is if you think you've got, you know, fractured relationships with some of your team members and a mistrusting relationship based on some events that have happened in the past, you, you can't really earn that back in the same situation. But what you can do is you can probably earn their trust again through new opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. Over time. Mm, through new that. opportunities. Yeah, yeah. And I and I think that's the best way to try and reestablish trust in a fractured relationship. Yeah. I I'm I'm on board with that. Because I think um, you know, I think sometimes, for example, maybe a leader has um reprimanded a member of the team in a team meeting in front of the group. Mm. And actually being quite harsh and, and emotional with it. Yeah. And um and that then has completely um jeopardized the trust. Mm. Completely jeopardized the trust. Now, if the very next team meeting you've realized you've made a mistake and you go overboard and start praising that team member in front of the group, I don't think that's gonna completely reestablish the trust. In fact, they'll probably see through it. Yeah. You, you you know, hang on a second. Last meeting, I was getting absolutely vilified. Mm. Now I'm the, I'm the I'm the best thing since sliced bread. Mm. Whereas I think an apology behind closed doors, with a conscious effort in other areas mm. to regain that trust over time, is what's going to work best for that leader. Yes, I think so. So does I that make sense? It does. It makes a lot of sense actually. Now, as, actually, now you've yeah, as you've explained it to me, that does make a lot of sense, and you can see that. Um, 
times in the past, times in our lives in the past, where a relationship has become damaged, but it's actually sort of recreated itself through different avenues in, in, in and yeah yeah I, I so so i want um i think with a couple of minutes left um let's just recap spence i think um we're doing some work on trust-based leadership mm. it's fascinating stuff yeah. people are resonating with it i think the dynamic of the workplace is changing from you know vertical leadership to mm. horizontal leadership and mm. if we're going to have that relationship that two-way collaborative relationship then we need to establish trust. Yeah, Trustworthiness and the trustworthiness equation is mm. credibility plus reliability plus rapport. Mm. It's then underpinned by the motivations of your actions. And yeah. everything we do must be a we win. Mm. We've talked through the different scenarios. If any of them agree- ingredients are missing, it will sabotage rapport, uh, yeah. sorry, trust. Yeah. And therefore, it gives you a, a bit of a, a self-assessment to with certain relationships of what's missing. Yeah. And finally, can you regain trust once it's lost? I don't think you can in the same situation because association in psychology is too strong, but I think you can earn it through new opportunities over time. Mm. With a minute left, Spencer, you got any final comments on this? I have, but I don't want to tell you. All right. Because I don't want to tell you because this could lead on to another half an hour discussion. Well, maybe I we... I think we might have to do that. Maybe we do a, a 2.0. Yeah, I, yeah. Think we, I think we might have to do that because... It's got so much legs. This this has got so much legs. Maybe we'll do follow up with another podcast and uh, we'll maybe drill into, you know, those elements of credibility, reliability and rapport. Yeah. What do we mean by that? What yeah. constitutes credibility in the workplace? Like, I mean, we've touched upon it. Yeah. But maybe we just deep dive into that a little bit more in another Hubcast. Maybe so. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, that, that'll do us for this one. Spencer Locker, thank you very much. Cheers, and um, We'll be back shortly with another T2 Hubcast. Cool. Thank you.